BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins. And little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Hello, it is FMC. I'm Jeremy. That is SP3. And SP3, it happened. It finally happened. The Portland Trailblazers made their move, and they did not give in to the pressure of the Miami Heat, as I said they shouldn't. I said all these people were being little. I'm going to curse and get us demonetized immediately. Look at that. I watched myself. Growth, everybody. They were being little bees. I said, they shouldn't do it. Don't give in to this. He is in no position to make these demands. He's got four years left on this deal. Four years. Don't take Tyler Hero. You're over here. Tyler Hero's good. It's okay. It'll be fine with Tyler Hero. Why wouldn't you take this package? It's great. This is a great trade offer. No, the garbage trade offer. And they knew it. And they knew it. So don't give in to this somebody will come around somebody will step up they did the milwaukee bucks stepped up because Giannis said we gotta do something we gotta prove we're here to win Giannis said Giannis said i'm not gonna sign another contract how about that yeah Giannis said we gotta do something to win they're like all right we hear you Giannis. we hear you let's go get damian lillard you like damian lillard you picked damian lillard in the nba all-star draft over your own teammate drew holiday we know you like Damian Lillard. Let's go get Damian Lillard. And they went out and they got Lillard. And then the Blazers, what were they able to do with Drew Holiday? Flipped him for more that they wouldn't have been able to do because to Tyler Hero because nobody wanted Tyler Hero like that. They don't love Tyler Hero like that around the league. Everybody wanted Drew Holiday. They were lining up to get Drew Holiday. Tyler Hero, they would have they would have just been stuck with that man, stuck with him. Big trades in the NBA finally went down. James Harden is still being a little B. He can't get traded nowhere because nobody loves him like that either. SB3, this trade happened. Who do they love less, James Harden or uh, Tyler Hero? 
they love they probably love James Harden less, honestly. I feel like Tyler Hero has more of a market. At least he's young. Like at least he's young. Uh yeah, they probably love James Harden less. We finally had trades, SP3. Finally. After I thought it was gonna finally happen in like August. It didn't happen until the end of September, but they happened. Lillard is officially part of the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday goes to Boston. It's a two-team race in the East. A two-team race in the East. What do you make of these moves? Uh, Boston and Milwaukee separated themselves from the pack in the Eastern Conference. It's like ridiculous how much they are one, two, depending on who you ask. Um, After the Damian Lillard trade, I was firmly with Milwaukee was number one. Boston had had number one after their offseason, but after the Damian Lillard trade, I was like, Milwaukee's number one now. They they pushed ahead. They got the best duo in the Eastern Conference, even better than Tatum and Brown. And I was like, I like Pazingas on that team. It gives them a big man that can stretch the floor, but Pazingas is very unreliable as far as being on the floor. Especially when he had when he's playing with other players who are better or are the same uh, quality of player that he is, he just tends to not be on the floor that often. I know this because I lived in New York City during his time with the Knicks, so uh, so I wasn't too confident in that. I gave the Bucks the edge, but getting Drew Holiday, I'm like, yeah, Boston done made ahead i was already looking up flight plans for the month of june to go to milwaukee for lakers versus bucks now i'm looking up and calling some of my friends that live in the rhode island and boston area like can i sleep on your couch for game one of the nba (laughs) because boston looks like they're in the lead like their defense just took a significant upgrade after you lose someone like Marcus Smart with which who was the like the lifeblood and the glue of their defense you replace him with True Holiday who's a much better player who is of the same quality defensively if not better and he's, better. he's been a different yeah he's better uh, he, he's been a difference maker on a championship team, and he's coming off his career highs in points. He averaged 22 points per game last year. He all-around numbers. His assist was very good. I think he averaged like five, six assists per game. Um, like, yo, this was like the ultimate upgrade for the Boston Celtics from Marcus Smart to True Holiday. Now you got Pazingas. They may, I don't know, I don't know about death, you know, losing, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams might help, might hurt the death a little bit, but I cannot look at this Boston team and not say they're a better team than they were last week. So they have to be in the lead now, just an edge above the Milwaukee Bucks, but the gap between the Milwaukee Bucks and the next best team, which... I mean, right now, it's kind of a toss-up who the next best team in the East is between, your, like, your Philadelphias. You still have, even though Miami might be the biggest loser of the offseason, they still are, They, I still think that they have enough talent to be a playoff team, and I still expect them to try to make some type of move because you had Tyler Hero's name out in the news so, so much that you're going to have to try to get rid of him at this point because this is what happens. When, you're, when you have that name out there so much, it's just, it burns a lot of bridges. That's why Boston had a little bit of issues with Jalen Brown because his name was out there last offseason. 
but and then they signed him to an eight hundred million dollar deal. Exactly. That's how you. That's how you smooth. You you grease the edges. They already bit. signed. They already gave Hero the contract. That was part of the reason why they couldn't move him because nobody wanted that contract. Also true. Also true. But yeah, they did it after the fact. That's that's the bad part. They should have signed him to the new contract after you had his name out into the news so much. But we shall see what's going to happen with Miami. But I can't say that Miami isn't the uh, the the. Uh, the the loser of this whole big trade with Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee and uh True Holiday going to the Celtics. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Cleveland's in that mix as well. Cleveland's but, who I'd put third. I'd but put they Cleveland have too many. They have question marks too. They have question marks too. They have they have con, they have con, uh maturity concerns, injury concerns. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna do. But I I mean I I I don't blame you if you have them third. I think it's just a toss up right now with any of those teams. All right. A lot of, a lot of stuff to, to talk about here. One good on the Milwaukee Bucks for making this move as a, a fan of a small market team who has taken some risk. It hasn't always worked out for my team, but I like seeing Milwaukee as a small market team, do what they can to make their superstar happy, do what they can. I love when they traded for Drew, whatever you, I loved when they traded for Eric Bledsoe. It didn't work. And then they were like, Hey, this ain't working. Let's go with Drew holiday. Drew Holiday, very good regular season performer. But they didn't win the title a couple years ago without Drew. He struggled in the playoffs with Middleton injured. He's not a number two guy. As a number three guy, I think he's great, though. I think he's great. Um, defensively, what he brings to the table, you can't you can't question that. But if you got a chance to go out and get Damian Lillard, you probably you make that move. Because it means less pressure off of Middleton as the ISO creator. It means less pressure off of Giannis, who can't always get his own shot in those moments you need somebody to get their own shot and and to 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 double down on your whole point yeah you said holiday might be better as a as a number three middleton might be better as a number three than a number two yeah so i i think this was this was a great move for milwaukee lola did it people are gonna be like oh defense what about their defense look lillard not a very good defender uh, if they could not come up with a scheme with Giannis, Middleton, Portis, and Brooke Lopez, who's like the best rim protector in the league, to hide Damian Lillard a little bit on defense, that's a coaching issue at that yeah. point. Steph Curry ain't a good defender, and yet the Warriors, during their peak years, they were able to create a scheme to where their defense was still at the top of the league. Like They've got enough pieces around Lillard to where their defense should not suffer. It's going to suffer. It's going to suffer just because Drew Holiday is an upgrade from Damian Lillard. But it shouldn't like fall off a cliff just because, oh, Damian Lillard's here. And their offense should be so much better that that's going to translate to just a little bit better defense as well. Um, I love what the Bucs did. Absolutely love it. I love that Boston stepped up and went out and got Drew Holiday when he was available. Because there was teams, I think the, the biggest talking point was maybe a three-team trade with the, the Clippers, Harden going to the Clippers, Drew going to Philly, and then whatever compensation coming back to Portland. Philly, Philly, I felt would have been the best, like I as far as like fit with his style of play and sure. what they what they need right now and what would be just a stark difference from James Harden. I think Drew Holiday on the on the Philadelphia 76ers would have worked very well, but this just seems like the best fit for Boston. This is like what they needed the most. 
Oh, Boston, 100%. They stepped up. They went out and got them. Brogdon and, and Williams, good players. Brogdon kind of injuries kind of hampered him in the playoffs. Um, But look, you get Drew Holiday, who replaces Marcus Smart, which I don't think they wanted to fully trade Marcus Smart, but I understood they why they did it. Like they, they wanted Porzingis. They wanted something different. Uh, Holiday and Porzingis give them different looks, different levels that they were kind of missing in the playoffs. Now they've got they've got Holiday, who's going to be able to settle things down. He is much like Marcus Smart. He's just a little bit more in control than Marcus Smart. Um, and him being a third guy with Tatum and Brown being one two is also very helpful for him. He has the championship pedigree as well, which you know a lot of people put a lot of importance on. People are going to talk about depth, and they're going to talk about it both with Milwaukee and with um, and, and with Boston. And talk about depth. Oh, they traded all their depth players and things like that. I get the concerns as a regular season. As a regular season, yeah, they the depth is not quite there. They need somebody in the front court. I think they signed like Wenin Gabriel or something. Um, but they need some some front court guys. Here's the thing with depth and why I don't think you should be too concerned about it once the playoffs come. Once the playoffs come, you got seven, eight guys who are NBA rotational players. You're good. That's all you're playing anyway. You're not using your your 9-10 guy in the playoffs. Who cares about those guys? You need at least seven. If you have an eighth, great. But you need at least seven NBA players for the playoffs. Like It's a difference between Phoenix, where everybody criticized their depth. And it's like, oh, well, they, they have nothing beyond Durant and Booker in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Their three, four guys weren't NBA players. That's where it becomes an issue. Boston's three, four guys are Drew Holiday, Christoph Porzingis. They're NBA players. They yes. are fine. So those I'm not are too those concerned. are former all stars or all star caliber players. Like, yeah, come on. Like the depth, I don't think will be an issue once the playoffs comes. It'll regular season. It'll start to show itself, and then maybe regular season, if somebody goes down or somebody needs a day off or whatever, other guys step up. And then it's like, oh, they, they've established themselves as NBA players. Um, and I agree with you. Look, Porzingis is fragile. Horford is old. Depth is going to matter, yes. certainly in the regular season. If you can keep those guys on the floor in the playoffs, though, that's all I'm concerned about is the playoffs. Get me to the title. The regular season, as long as you make the playoffs, after that, you're fine. They do need some extra depth in the in the regular season to eat up some minutes and everything. But regular season, a lot of time talent is going to win out in a lot of these games. Oh, you got Tatum, Brown, Drew. You're going to carry yourself to enough regular season wins to be in a good playoff spot. So it's a long season. A lot can obviously happen. I just don't get the full on depth concerns through well, like when it comes to the play. Oh, they've they've ruined their depth. They've ruined the depth. You got seven guys. You are good when it comes to the playoffs and having depth. I don't I don't think people are saying it or should be saying it as a criticism. It's more of a nitpick of of the whole trade and the downside of a trade. There's always going to be a downside of the trade and you know with Damian Lillard to the Bucks, yeah, they sacrificed some depth, but I still think they have enough players that will make them a contender, make them in the top 3 in the East. Same with Boston. I think Boston has a little bit more of a depth issue because of their front court. They don't have a lot 
lot of bodies there that are going to be reliable for 82 games and then into the postseason playing like 20 20 plus games over there in the postseason as well I don't know if they have a lot of players and bodies to get you know get through 100 games this this upcoming season they do need to address that I think that the Suns addressed it beautifully and honestly there's an argument that the Suns were the big winner of the Damian Lillard trade no because absolutely yes, not yes no. yes they address a lot of their death issues they uh, they did they had a good offseason with the guys that they signed to uh you know put on the court and put on the roster and then with this trade getting guys like Nurkic getting guys like Grayson Allen these are these are guys that no they're not the gonna be starters for them but these are gonna be rotation Nurkic is a starter for them Grayson Allen probably will start Grayson Allen won't Grayson Allen won't Grayson Allen he might he won't he won't don't worry he won't <laughs> he won't Grayson Allen won't he might start at small four no no he won't I'm telling you right now he won't unless there's an injury unless there's an injury he is not gonna be the first option to put in the, the starting lineup but Nurkic yeah I think he was a big pickup for them and I think that they're gonna they are honestly probably a top three top four team in the in the west for me right now I mean, they definitely are. They're they're a very good team. Um, I do like, by the way, I like what the Suns did. I just don't think Nurkic is this answer to what you need out there. Um, I don't buy Nurkic at all. And I was very high on Nurkic a few years ago when he had working knees. That injury crippled him it did what do you want me to say it did when he it had did. working yeah. knees you know how you know how disrespectful that is the man can't play defense anymore he used to be a defensive anchor he used to be a force he would terrorize okc i couldn't stand him it's not there anymore it's not i like what the suns did in this move i think you had to move deandre Ayton. i don't think that was ever yeah. gonna work we talked about that on the show after they got beal of like yeah trade Ayton for depth and they did i like grayson allen I think he's a good player. I know he's very annoying to play against. Uh, I know a lot of other fan bases don't like him, but I, I would have Grayson Allen on my team as a six man. Yeah. Josh Akogi, uh probably does start. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, okay. Chet. Uh, Keon, Keon Johnson. I think he's going to give them quality minutes as well. You got, you, you got don't the, know who you, that is. Yes, I do. I'll play NBA 2K. I know who all these players are. <laughs> uh, Bobo, the goat. They got Bobo. They got Bobo. I like, I like Eric, Gordon. Eric Gordon. Look, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. They have, they have a good. They actually, they they do have good depth. I I like what they Nasir did. Nasir Little in this trade. I think that he's I like Nasir Little. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Nasir Little. I do like him. I traded for him in 2K. He's very. Their good. roster um, is just a lot better than it was last week. It That's is. I like their roster better. They didn't win the Damian Miller trade, though. The they team have Damian an Miller they won have the Damian Miller trade. They didn't have to give up much besides a player that they've been shopping around for two years. They didn't have to give up much here. And they got I their like, team a lot better than it was last week. I like what they did. I like Phoenix. Phoenix is, honestly, I got them second in the West behind, behind, uh, the, the defending champions. And I'm down on the Nuggets compared to last year. They lost You're walling. They are third. Lakers still had the best Lakers. Lakers, Lakers still had the best offseason. They they have the they have a better roster than 
Well, just because LeBron James and Roy Hachimura spent every day together and having mimosas and eating, uh, eating what eggs and bacon every morning and whatever they had for eating steak dinners, Taco Tuesday at LeBron's, like just because that, like, no. You're so disrespectful. I picked the Lakers. You saw it, SP3. I proved it. What we did this often, all season. And now now you're just going back on it. You're saying Phoenix is better than us. Because Phoenix made moves afterwards that put them in a better position. No, they're not. You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Rui Hasamara, Rui Hasamara, Rui Hasamara, Austin Reeves. You got Christian Wood, Gabe Benson, D'Angelo Russell, Cam Reddish, Turian Prince. What are we? What are we talking about here? We got a much better Christian roster. Wood plays Jackson about as much Hayes, Nurkic, Jackson Hayes. They got guys. They got guys just like the Suns have guys. These are guys that like their names because you've heard of them, but there's a reason they're on like their fifth team at this point. And I like these guys. I like the Lakers. I like what they did. But let's be honest about a lot of these depth guys on teams. They are on their fifth team in five years for a reason. If they were rotational, strong NBA players, they wouldn't be passed around the league like this. They're getting passed around the league like a porn hub over here, okay? Like, that's how they're bouncing around. I just want to let everybody know that I am not going to abandon my prediction like Jeremy abandoned his. And I haven't I made a staking, prediction. I am staking. I am staking with the Oklahoma City Thunder to make the playoffs. Um, I haven't I, made a I, I am I am loyal to what I say. I don't go back on what I say just because a trade happened. A trade you don't even say they, they were the winners of. They were yet but yet they, they did they're well. now better they're now better than the loss they are Lakers. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. They didn't win the trade, but they, they have no team. defense. I agree, Louie. The Lakers defense is championship quality. It's ridiculous. Good on them. They have a good team. The late I like what the Lakers did let, in let the me, offseason. Me, I picked know, them. Let me know if I Bradley bet on Beal them. I some defense. Them. Let me know if Bradley Beal makes some uh play some defense this year. Now you're down on like Nurkic and all this stuff after because I put them above. I'm not. I'm not down on Nurkic. Did I? I worry about, about the Suns Nurkic? defense. I yes. completely worry about the Suns defense. I do too. That's why they're not better. But than I the like the Suns over the Lakers. I like the Suns over the Lakers. It's for nothing. nothing Devin Booker. Nothing. Devin Booker is no the reason. best player on either roster. No, no, he's not. Anthony Davis is. Anthony Davis can't stay on the court for more than two hey, minutes. His goal is to play all the 82 games this season. We cannot knock people for having goals. My goal is to win the lottery. That's nice. You aren't an NBA champion, so I don't care. What does that have to do with winning the lottery? <laughs> I don't care about your goals unless you win an NBA championship for the Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Davis did. I care about his goals. I don't care if you win the lottery. I care if Anthony Davis plays 82 games. So you are putting the goals of somebody who you've never met who doesn't exist over the goals of 
okay, who doesn't know you exist. He does know I exist. If you go up to Anthony Davis and say, hey, do you remember SP3? What's he going to say? He's going to say it was that loud guy that was at Kyrie's party. He's going to absolutely not say any of that. You're going to put his goals over the goals of a friend, someone you see weekly, someone who you are at their wedding. That's how it's going to be, SP3. I was at Anthony Davis' birthday party. He doesn't know you exist, SP3. <laughs> he does. I'm telling you. you ask You're him. still going to put his goals over mine. Axum, unless we unless we get information and uh, confirmation that Anthony Davis does not know who I am, I'm sticking by what I said. It's very hurtful. Nobody knows that. <laughs> it's very hurtful. You know I love you, Jeremy. No, love you don't you. care about my goals. You don't care about I don't my care. dreams. No, I specifically specifically said. I don't care if you win the lottery. I care if Anthony Davis. No, you said you didn't care about my goals. Run the tape back, everybody. (laughs) Run the tape back. You don't care about my goals because I didn't win a title for the Los Angeles Lakers. You do not care about my goals. (laughs) Yes. Run it back. Not as much as Anthony Davis. No, don't change it now. Don't change it now. Not as much as Anthony Davis. You don't. You don't. And I, don't I don't care about no, your goals no, either. I, 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 actually, I, actually, I actually extra don't care about your goals because you canceled Reading Time and Heel in Heels. You canceled two of my favorite shows. Yes, you did. You didn't watch it. You didn't watch it after I suggested it many times. My recommendations need to be taken seriously, or bad things happen, as you see. That's not on me. Yeah, that's on you. It's all on you. I've said it on multiple platforms. Good luck to Anthony Davis to maybe play in two games this season. So so mean. So mean. Do, do, do I ever say anything like that about Shade Gilgis Alexander? No. You can't say anything about him. He's so pretty. He's so no, that's stylish. Josh Giddy. That's Josh, Josh Giddy. Giddy's also a beautiful Josh, man. Josh, Josh beautiful Giddy man, pretty. Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is pretty. Not 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 Shea. Shea is too. Multiple people, multiple players on the team can be pretty. SP3? No. no, there can only be one pretty player. Oh. Yeah. This that's is why Cher, Cher is that for this show. Oh, that's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> that's 100% true. You can't hate on OKC. We got no expectations. Nothing. We're good. Yes, you do. You have the expectation of making the playoffs. Your expectation. That's me. Yes. I'm I'm giving you early season predictions. We're just a few weeks away from, from season predictions. And I'm giving you an early one that the Oklahoma City Thunder will make the playoffs. And you should listen to me because I was the guy that predicted the Oklahoma City Thunder making the play in last year. All right. I got a, I got a question for you. If you are the Bucks and you knew that the Lillard trade would result in Drew going to Boston, do you still make the deal? That's a good question. Um, yes, you still you still make the trade because Damian Lillard, having Damian Lillard on the same team as Giannis Antetokounmpo is just like so rare of a thing. So it's such a thing that people didn't think was possible 
that you had to get it done. And regardless of the consequence, regardless of where True Holiday was going to go, this is the worst possible place True Holiday could have went for, for Milwaukee and their chances of winning the East and winning the NBA championship. But Damian Lillard is going to help Giannis Antetokounmpo so, so much. And this is the type of move that Giannis was basically hinting at wanting the Bucks to make by saying that he wasn't going to re-sign and re-up with the, with the, with the, uh, with the club. So he they had to make a move, a move that significantly improved their chances of winning the championship this upcoming season. Giannis uh is greatness, so he's expecting greatness from the Bucks. So they had to make this type of move. So I think that yes, you still make the move, even if you know Holiday is going to Boston. I'm with you. And and my reasoning <clears throat> is similar to yours. My biggest reasoning is like if you're Milwaukee and you look at the hierarchy in the East. You are already right there with Boston. You and Boston were already on pretty equal footing. And before this trade, you could say Miami was on that equal footing as well because they just beat you in the playoffs. I know Miami lost some depth pieces, but overall, they were right there with you. Philadelphia, I don't know. Their situation needs to get sorted out and everything. But on paper, they are still a good team. Granted, what they look like on paper now is not what they're going to look like in who knows a month from now at this point. Um, but they're kind of right there. Cleveland. I'm high on Cleveland. Well, when we talk about our, when we do our season preview, I'll explain why I'm very high on Cleveland. I was, I was high on them last year. They disappointed me. Against I mean, Nets. they did in the playoffs. They had a good regular season. Uh, yeah, they, they were had disappointed a good in the playoffs, but you were right there with uh, Boston anyway. And then other teams were closer with you after this trade. You're still right there with Boston. Yeah. You didn't separate yourself from Boston but you've really separated yourself from these other teams. Now it's just you in Boston. You're not worried about Miami. You're not worried about Cleveland. You're not worried about Philadelphia. It's just you in Boston. So yeah, I would have made that trade. Uh, even knowing holidays going to uh, the Celtics. Louis says uh, buying Orlando for a top four, top four. You're, I'll, give, you I'll, give really them a, a, I'll give them a play in, but top four, you're, I, I don't know about. Hey, look, I, I respect. It depends, it depends on, it really depends on this hard in trade. This hard in trade is going to change everything below Boston and Milwaukee. But how does that change too much for like a team like Orlando as a top four? Because look, the Knicks, I know you're going to bury the Knicks. The Knicks were good. No, I, 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 think, I, think, I think the Knicks are going to be top six in the East. Okay, so the Knicks are there. Again, I really like Cleveland. It be, it, it changes the Sixers' perspective because they go from yeah. three potentially out of the top four. Exactly. Orlando that's, jumps that's, all that's the what way I said. there. Orlando's got to jump a lot of teams to get top no, four. No, no, I don't agree with Louie. I'm not saying I agree with Louie. I'm just saying that a lot of things will change in the East for after this Harden trade, that there might be teams that move their way up. Your Clevelands, your Miamis. Miami's, Miami's whole club could look a lot better in comparison to Philly after this trade, depending on what they have to do and if they're forced to kind of make a deal because he doesn't show up to training camp. So I don't think he's going to show up. That's for sure. He's already not showing. He didn't show up to media day. I don't think he's showing up anywhere. He's they are at the point where they got to make some type of of deal right now. Or you just risk blowing like regular season games, putting more on Embiid because now Embiid's really got to carry things. At least if you make a trade, you get somebody in there to take some type of pressure on him. I get it, Louis. I like um, Ben Caro and Wagner, especially Ben Caro. 
uh, the way he was playing in the the world championships uh, this past. Like they were using him as a five as okay. well. I just you got to jump a lot of teams. That's that's the thing when it comes to to standings. Is like not only like do you have to improve, but then you got to bank on other teams being worse. And I don't know how many teams are gonna fall off to that level. Charlotte's still yeah. a team I got no use for. I don't think. Oh no, sure, sure, Charlotte's good. done. I, I think there is like a lot more parity outside of Boston and Milwaukee in the East, but it feels like with the West, despite the Denver Nuggets winning the championship, it feels like. And it feels like a closer race there than it is in the weeds. It feels like more teams are closer to catching up to the to the Denver Nuggets than any other teams outside of Boston and Milwaukee are close to catching them right now. After well, this, everyone, everyone thought the West was wide open last year, and then Denver steamrolled everybody in the playoffs. So, well, they 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 steamroll everybody because they they got healthy and stuff. So I I'm I'm not saying that they're not going to steamroll and do the same thing. But more people now. People are gunning for you. You're not gonna catch people. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. They don't need to catch people. anybody. They're in first. Who are they trying to they're, catch? The season in, didn't start yet. They're not in first yet. They're the champions. They're in first. No. Yeah, they they're the champions for the next six months. That's all. Yeah. They're the champs. They don't need to catch anyone. Everyone's trying to catch them. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's gunning for you now. Yes. But you said they're 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 not gonna catch anybody. They're not trying to catch anybody. They, they caught people. Part. They were caughting people by surprise. That's what I'm trying to say. What's well, their own dumb fault? They were the best team in the league last year. Who are they catching by surprise? Oh, they, we're, we're caught off guard. You literally just said no one thought they were gonna be the the team. The, the, I did the it. number one team. Exactly. I didn't say that. Yes, you I did. I said, who thought they were going to be caught off guard by the top team in the league? Who thought that? If, if no, they went into those games thinking that, You literally stupid. said you thought that the West, everyone thought that the West was wide open last year. That means that Denver caught people by surprise. That means they caught fans, stupid fans. Okay, okay, Jeremy. Not me, who <laughs> predicted them to win the title. Okay. okay. They were the one seed. They're, nobody caught them off guard. They were the one seed. They went. They they, everybody, cold. everybody thought they were going to be the one seed at the beginning of the season. What's that? Everybody thought they were going to be the one seed at the beginning I of did. the season. I did. You thought they were going to win the West. I thought they were going to win the title. Get it right. The title, yeah, yeah. not just the West. The title, and I was right. And you was right. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. You one person. So it caught. It caught ninety nine point nine percent of people and point one percent you. It didn't caught by surprise. Okay, everyone should listen to me. Thank so you. I was right to begin with. They caught people by surprise. What the hell were you arguing with me for? They caught stupid people by surprise. Oh, God, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Trey says uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland, Philly. Philly's trading Harden. Let's, yeah. let's be honest about this. They are trade. They have to. This is a fractured relationship at this point. I'm a, I might be part of the 99% stupid people here in a week when Harden shows up and plays basketball. Um, Knicks, Miami, Atlanta, maybe Orlando. Atlanta, I want to like them. I just – I John Collins trade as well. I was high on John Collins, and now he's gone. It didn't work fully with Murray and um, Trey last year. I don't know. Quinn Snyder's got to install like a whole new system 
I mean, he got, he came in at the end of last year and didn't like improve things to the point I think people thought. But now he's had an off season to work with everything. I want Atlanta to be well. I'm just, I don't know. Miami, I, I like. Miami caught people by surprise. They were an eighth seed. They caught people by surprise in the playoffs. Yes, yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's all emo. By the way, bless this man for his we last year with the dreads. The we got to look into the tampering. He was so salty. So salty. It was hilarious. Hilarious that he got on video. It was like tampering, tampering, tampering. So, so funny. Uh, he thought he was gonna. He was like, he was like, yo, we about to win the ease. Him and Dane was probably having like weekly conversations about it. Like. Yo, what we gonna do when you get to Miami? Yo, I gotta show you the record label. You can go record that. He was like making plans, getting them apartment listings and stuff. All of I, I don't blame Miami fans for being salty because all you no. heard for two months was Dame is coming, Dame is coming. All of us. You you know how we felt after Chris Paul in 2011. That no, that that's even worse. <laughs> That's even a war, a worse crime. Yeah, that's worse. That, a, that trade that was, was a at least war official. crime. Yeah, yeah, that was a war crime that I literally, I I don't know, I think I've said this story before, but I, I literally went to Barack Obama and asked him about it. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. So, so, yeah, you so have said that. it's a war crime. All we heard for two months was he's going to Miami. I think Miami and really Dame's agent overplayed things. Don't come out and be like he's not going to report to any other team. And all of this stuff. Just moving move in silence. That's the best way to handle these things. Is you need to calm down. You're being too loud, Miami. That's and, and Dame's agent. That's what happened here. Yeah. Like when they should have just real goes wrong. Yeah, they they were too they were too loud with like this is the demand, this is the demand. And then he got sent to Milwaukee. Milwaukee stepped up, and he's not gonna be upset about going to Milwaukee, he's playing with Giannis. Like Honestly, take away the living situation because I'm sure Miami's much better to live in than Milwaukee. Basketball situation couldn't really send them to a better place than yeah. playing next to, if not the best player in the league, the second best player in the league, depending on how you feel Jokic was. Um, you can't the really send them the to league. a better place. What's that? The best player in the league. Giannis, that's fine. Nah, nah. I, it's, 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 it's Jokic. It's Jokic, second best player in the league for now. It's whoever is the champion. That's what it that's what it all comes down to. Oh, that's how it works. What yeah. about the MVP? How's he doing? Oh, he's 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 in, he's number three. He's number three. Is he? Is hey, he? say hey, it's the Steve Nash rule. And winning MVP <laughs> don't mean you a top two player. <laughs> Steve Nash rule. Dirk and Wins Nash rule. was the best player in the league. Dirk Nowins- no, he was not. Yeah, he was but... not the best player in the league. He wasn't even number two, he's ladies and gentlemen. The, 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 the two he's times on. he won MVP, I guarantee you, if you took a poll of a million NBA fans in care. 2005. We've established that all these NBA fans are stupid. You've already established that 99% of the fan base is dumb, and I am the 0.1% that is smart. Because you got one season right. Because you yeah. got one season right. Steve Nash was the best player in the league. <laughs> I'm I'm completely biased against Steve Nash. Hey, I, will... I won a trophy in AAU. Does that make me the second the best player of AAU? Yeah. 
Was it MVP trophy or just a no? It was a Parsons Nation trophy. Oh. Just because no, you win a reward, a trophy don't mean you're the best player. It's literally an MVP trophy. Like it's not like, MVP. hey, thanks for co- participating they, in the NBA. They literally gave the award to a guy because he lost twice in a row this year. James Harden won it once because he lost twice in a row as well. Yeah, I agree. Joel Embiid being the MVP does not make him the best player. Steve Nash. But Steve Nash, too. Steve Nash, too. Kobe Bryant was better than Steve Nash. See, I mean, Kobe Bryant took Smush Parker, Chris Mims, and Kwame Brown to the NBA playoffs. That's an MVP. Why are we blaming Steve Nash for the faultings of the Lakers' front office? No, we're blaming Steve Nash for for the NBA whitewashing and denying Kobe Bryant MVP awards. Steve Nash didn't have any. He wasn't a voter. He didn't vote. Yeah, but 15 points. How the hell someone win the MVP averaging 15 points per You game? realize points aren't the only thing that matters. You realize, like, setting up people for points is also helpful, right? Tennis great. Great job. Yeah, that means yeah. there was multiple people that average a double double with better numbers than that. That's at least twenty points, though. Ten assist. Ten assist means you're helping your team get at least twenty points on that. So if you want to talk about points, he averaged thirty three points. How about that? Kobe Bryant averaging thirty five with six assists. All right. Well, Steve Nash was also thirty five technically because you said fifteen points and then ten oh, assists. That's thirty five. That's thirty five. And you said Kobe was 35 with however many points and six assists. So we're equal. No, we're not. Now factor equal. in. No, no, no. You fa- no, 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 no. Don't pull that. Don't pull that double standard on me, sir. Don't count. What? Don't count the assists as points for Steve Nash and not for Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. I did. I did. He's obviously averaging more points then. How many points did Kobe average that year? 35 points per game. He averaged 35 points that season? In 2006, yeah. I don't feel like you're being truthful. No, it's it's one of the highest point, points per game that we have ever seen for somebody ever in of, a regular season. Kind of insane. <laughs> it's like you really looked it up. Like, you didn't want to believe me. I'm not. I'm not joking. I literally. This was when, like, 2006. Th- these years was when I had like in the encyclopedia brain that I real that I have nowadays for wrestling. I had it back then for basketball. So I remember how much Kobe. I think it's 35.4. Is it? Am I right? Uh, yes, you're correct. <laughs> like I remember it like it was yesterday. All right, hold on. 2005, 2006. Nash was at 18 points, by the way. Congratulations. 18 points, 10 assists. Mm-hmm. 10.5 assists. <laughs> that half. That half a <laughs> <laughs> leave all that happens. You're not factoring the defense of Wasn't Kobe Bryant all defense that season too? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great comeback. I gotta get it. <laughs> <laughs> Factory game, the tangibles, <laughs> the true, true shooting, <laughs> yeah, the true shooting. 
PPR. <laughs> like, <laughs> what were the true shooting numbers? They gotta be. <laughs> I don't think Steve Nash. I don't think Steve Nash should have won back to back MVPs, by the way. That is like legitimately my favorite player outside of like any Thunder player and Michael Jordan. I love Steve Nash to death. Him winning two MVPs is a little, what are we doing? A little much. Especially when you look and when you really examine the year that Kobe Bryant had. this This was back when it was really like you had to be a top four seed to get the MVP. Like if if Kobe Bryant has that same season, like in 2017, I'm just picking that number at random. Uh, he probably would win MVP because you know that season a six seed won MVP. All right, let me look at some advanced stats to try to make my Steve Nash case here. <laughs> <laughs> He's now examining the, the honestly the stats. usage. Let me let me throw some usage numbers at you. SV three. Steve Nash. Steve Nash was putting up these numbers on 23.3% usage. Kobe needed to get these numbers on 38.7%. He needed the ball all of this time to get all okay. these numbers. Steve Nash oh. did all this without the ball in his hands. You give Steve Nash 38.7% usage, he would have averaged 30 and 20 most likely. Okay, okay. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, Kobe Bryant was playing with Samush Parker, Chris they Mim, don't blame and Kwame Brown. Don't blame Steve, Steve, Nash, Nash Steve Nash for the failing Steve Nash, the no, Lakers no, 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 front let me, office. Let me finish my thought here. Steve Nash was playing with Amari Stoudemire, Sean Mary. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? He don't played with all stars. Don't blame Steve Nash for the failings of the Lakers front office. That is not his fault. Okay. It's not his fault. The true shooting percentages, by the way, Kobe Bryant, 55, Steve Nash, 63. Much better true shooting from Steve Nash. I expected that. Kobe chucking up like Kobe, yeah, Kobe's just jacking up shots. Did you imagine how many how many points Steve Nash would have scored if he was given the green light like Kobe? That Kobe was honestly Bryant, Kobe Bryant played with Slava Medvedenko. We're not gonna disrespect Slava Medvedenko on this show. One of the greatest names in NBA history. We will Slava never disrespect Slava Medvedenko. Medvedenko. Sasha Vujacic. He played with Sasha Vujacic. Yes, Morrison. I want Slava Medvedenko taking those shots. Who knows what he would have become if Kobe didn't hog the ball. Mark Madsen? Mark Madsen? Yeah. Who knows what, what these players would have become. But no, Kobe had to take all the shots. I'm sorry Steve Nash made all these guys better. What Sean Marion do without Steve Nash? What Amari Stoudemire do in New York? Without Yo, he, Steve played, Nash. He, he played well until they got Carmelo. He was looking like MVP well, until they got what Carmelo. What is well? He was a he was a top two MVP. It was between him and um Derrick Rose that season. What is well? I just told you what well is. He was a top two MVP candidate. No, Devin Devian George, Rick Fox. Who knows what these guys could have become if Kobe did not completely ruin them. Who knows what Robert Horry would have done if Kobe Bryant would have made that shot in Game Four against the Sacramento Kings in twenty in two thousand two? 
What are we talking about Robert Ori for? Robert Ori. Robert Ori. of all time. Yeah. Greatest club shooter of all time. Yeah. Raymond. Raymond of Sessions. Luke Walton. <laughs> These are the greats that, that, that Kobe Bryant was playing with. They could have been greats if it wasn't for Kobe taking all these shots. All these young players that Kobe completely ruined because he wouldn't give up the ball enough. Kobe said, I got to take all of these shots. I don't believe you. <laughs> Jordan Farmer. Shannon Great Brown. players. Yo, I, I know we don't talk about it here, but um, that dude from NXT uh, out the mud, uh, Lucian Price, he looks like Shannon Brown, like in the <laughs> face. Dead ass. Like, look at him in the face and have a picture in, in Shannon of Shannon Brown on your phone when he's on the TV. I swear, he looks like Shannon Brown. All of these guys would have been great if it wasn't for Kobe. Hmm. Hey, I remember Shannon Brown. I remember all those dunks. <laughs> um, where does James Harden go? Clippers? Thing Is that what we're sticking with? It seems like they're going to have no other choice but the Clippers, but I would not be surprised if we had another Damian Lillard situation and another team swooped in. So I was talking about this with my, my buddy Samer of uh, what other teams make sense for James Harden and make sense as far as like, I know he can go to a team and add something, but who's going to be willing to give up the pieces for him? Do the Knicks give up RJ Barrett? Are they willing to do that? Is that even a good trade for the no. Knicks? Honestly, no. like does Miami basically offer slightly less than the Dame package for him. I'm sure they'd like to just keep Hero and just give them basically Kyle Lowry and picks maybe yeah. for, for Harden, but are they willing to offer either keep Hero or keep Jovich because everybody's high on him? Are they willing to make that offer for James Harden? Does Miami want him? Is there another team out there that is willing to make some type of offer for James Harden? And if it is, like, what are they willing to offer? Because the Clippers offer right now sucks. It's a, yeah, it's a it's terrible bad. offer. It's been a terrible offer. And that's why that's why he's still a, a 76er right now. Yeah. Um, I, I see teams like the Pelicans. The Pelicans are in an interesting yeah. scenario right now where they they have two two kind of young players that can be stars, but both of them are kind of been unreliable the last couple of seasons. More, of course, Zion than than Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram was more injured, you know, last season and in the playoffs last season, the season before that. But yeah, you you can you can make a choice if you want to put one of them on the market. That's See? a little bit more appetizing. But I would say you know you want to keep those guys. C.J. McCollum and McCollum. Draft Equity might be yeah. something that that the Sixers might look at and look look a, a little bit more favorable at than what the Clippers are offering. Because like you said, that Clippers trade is trash. That is not going to be the trade that James Harden <laughs> goes to the Clippers for. I that was a team we both brought up um, was the Pelicans. And if you can do it with giving up McCollum, then I think you got to strongly consider that if you're New Orleans, there could be a let's let's be honest about where James Harden is one in pecking order two in just overall value. And I don't mean on the basketball court because on the basketball court, he's a great player. Yeah. The playoff struggles and failings are very real his demeanor 
is very real. I mean, he's, I, I talk about role players and stuff. There's a reason they're on their fifth team in five years. There's a reason James Harden is about to be on his third, fourth team in four years. Like the man's just, he's burning bridges everywhere he goes with this stuff. How's he going to feel in New Orleans, which is not a super competitive team. I mean, they didn't, they made the play in last year, lost to OKC. Injuries hurt them. No doubt about that. But who's to say Zion ain't proved he can be healthy at all throughout his career. So who's to say he's not just going to get hurt? Again, is James Harden willing to be like, yeah, I want to go play with Zion, who can't really stay healthy. I want to play with Ingram, who I like Brandon Ingram, but there's question marks around him. Does he want to go to a middle, um, a middle Western Conference team? Right now, the Clippers are theoretically, technically a middle Western Conference team, but they have the pieces to be a competitive Western Conference yeah, they, team. They get James Harden, and then they're right into that. I would put them at fourth. Like I said, I right now I have a Denver... Los Angeles. I don't uh, put them over beating. Golden State. I'm sorry, I don't like that Chris Paul deal. I, I see. I, we're, I, we're, I think if they if they got James Harden, I would say the Clippers would be fourth, and then Warriors fifth. I don't know if I put them over Golden State. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I put them over Sacramento. Sacramento. I I got Sacramento six behind Golden State. People are gonna right, look. Well, right now I have Golden State fourth. And then the Clippers, I would have slightly ahead of them right now. People are down on Memphis as well. Memphis has been the two seed the past couple of seasons. And everybody's you down. You don't have Ja Morant for half of the season. They played great without Ja last year. And now yeah. they, they got Marcus Smart, who's I mean better That's than true. Dylan Brooks. So you know, I think they're – I'm not super high on Memphis either, by the way, because their playoff failings are what they are. But let's be honest about their regular season success. These past few seasons, they are clearly a very good regular season team playoffs. We can, it's a conversation for when the playoffs come up because the, the matchups are going to dictate a lot of things, but regular season, they've proven they can have regular season success. I like Sacramento because even though they didn't make any type of big move, they are, they are a young team. They're going to grow after last season. And I think they're going to have another strong regular season. And I think they're going to learn from their playoff failures against the Warriors last year. I do like the Warriors. Uh, I do like the Chris Paul trade. I'm actually much higher on that than, than SP3 is. And a lot of people seem to be. So I do like them. The Clippers, like on paper, it should all work. But man, I don't know how that team gels, especially if they get James Harden. And I, that's a team that definitely can't stay healthy. No. I... Like, I love Russ. I don't know fully. He played great in the playoffs, but he played great in the playoffs because there was no Paul George and then no Kawhi Leonard. Like, how's he going to really integrate things with all of that? Clippers are just such a weird team. Such a weird team to me. I cannot figure out the Clippers at all. They're obviously very good. They get James Harden. They'll be even better, theoretically. Um, I think New Orleans is the team that might want to step up and make that trade, though. Otherwise, I don't see a whole lot of teams like willing to come at an offer for uh, willing to come with an offer for James Harden. Like one, I don't know if he's going to be happy there. And it's a big difference, by the way, with Lillard and Harden and that Lillard still had four years left on his deal. You had four years to be like, look, you ain't sitting out four years, buddy. Like, I'm sorry. Harden's got one year on his deal. He only got one. It's a bigger risk to take to James Harden. And again, Harden burned bridges these past three, four years. 
Lillard yeah. never burned any type of bridges in Portland. Everyone praised Lillard for being so loyal and everything. So, all right, if you are the Lakers, you won't do this. You're the Lakers. You give up anybody not named Davis, Reeves, and LeBron. You doing this deal? Most of the people we have, we just resigned, so we can't even make the deal until December. So okay. let's so, throw out yeah. the actual restrictions here. I'm asking from a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. No, SP3. No, no, no. you we wouldn't trade. Ro- we got a great roster. You wouldn't trade D'Angelo Russell and Russell and Hachimura for James Harden. No, I was actually more willing to do Russell and oh, I don't know about Hachimura. Uh, Russell and Christie for uh, True Holiday. I was willing if that was okay. if that's what they well, were. Gonna... Yeah, Drew Holiday is better than James Harden, and yeah, uh, for this for this thought experiment, you'd rather him on that Lakers team than James Harden. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like that's what we that's what we need because that's kind of like the only Reeves is a is a really good defensive player, but if we had Reeves and Holiday in our backcourt, man, we would have the best defensive team in in the league, one hundred percent. But that. but Harden, nah, I'm good. I'm good. We don't need any more scoring. We good. We got a good enough scoring on our team. I'm with you. I wouldn't make that deal if either, either if I was the Lakers. So I just want I want your thoughts on it as a Lakers yeah. fan, the Lakers apologist. Um, I'm not a Lakers apologist. I am a Lakers pastor, a Lakers fan, true. a Laker leader. Uh, Money Mark says Steph without the ball is dangerous. See, I think this is what people are missing. Money Mark, like. Jordan Poole ain't passing the ball to nobody. Jordan Poole is trying to to impress whoever got Ubered there in the front row and, and going home on tender with him. Chris Paul don't care about that. Chris Paul is trying to win basketball games. I like hey. Chris Paul and the Warriors, man. Hey, it's all fine and dandy. It's going to look good in the early portion of the season. And then he's going to be gone by December. He's going to be gone by December, y'all. So. All these dudes are old, man. That's why I in decrepit. That's why I like the the younger teams like Sacramento, like a Cleveland. These guys are younger. These teams are younger. I like though those teams who might be able to step up this season cuz these old guys they can't stay healthy. They can't stay healthy. How so who's your favorite who's your favorite to win MVP? MVP Luka again? You're going to do that again? We both He's- made that mistake last year. He's going to win it at some point. Like, Jokic has got two, so they're going to toss him out just because he's got two. You know how that works. That's why he you didn't know, win it last year. I'm, and that's why I'm actually going with Jokic. Okay. Because that the, all, they, all they really did that for is so he didn't get three straight. But he's due I mean, now. I agree. He's now due now because he should have won last year. So now that makes him the favorite to win this year. That's okay. how it works. That's always how it works. That's why Joel Embiid had been my had been my favorite uh, the year before last year. I went with Luca because I was like, at this point, they ain't gonna give one to Joel Embiid, and then that was the year they gave it to Joel Embiid. I won't make that mistake twice. They're gonna give it to Jokic now. Whoever okay. whoever should win it this year, <laughs> that that Jokic wins it, they'll win it the year after that. Jokic probably should win it, honestly. I just think now with another or with a championship, two MVPs and everything, they're just gonna be like, yeah, we know Jokic is really good because now they're going to recognize that the Nuggets team 
is really good as yeah, well. It's like, well, they're the defending champions. So, of course, they have a good team. It's not just Jokic. It's not just Jokic out there. Like, the team is good. So, that's yeah, why I don't know if – that's why I think Jokic might take a hit this year. And Bede's not going to win. I think, I think if Dame leads the Bucks in scoring, he could be in it, uh, in the mix. I think I, he I might lead like the Bucks in score. I don't know if he'll be no because he's playing with Giannis. He's playing with Giannis. I still, so. I still think that he might get he might get some some votes. He's not going to win it, but he'll Hell get some yeah. votes. I mean, Giannis will get votes too. I, I think it's just. I think I think seems... I think the favorites right now should probably be Jokic because he didn't win it last year. Um, Tatum, even though their team is their team is really good. If their team is number one and he's putting up the numbers he's been doing, they might be like, "Okay, this is gonna be your one." Like they did, like it was kind of like when Kobe won it in two thousand in two thousand eight. He should have won it twice before that, as we've established during this episode. But it was kind of like you guys are number one. You guys do have a great team, but you are the centerpiece behind that. Let's give you this one. I feel like Tatum might be in that same position this year. Booker is a is a good shout. What about what about Anthony Davis? Top five. Top five MVP. It's gonna be right one of these days, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I um, mean, it might not be. No, I, I actually talked myself into now. Now I'm actually not gonna go with Jokic. I'm actually gonna go with Tatum. I think I've talked myself into like why Tatum is probably gonna be the favorite to win. So I'm gonna go Tatum, Jokic, Luca. AD and Booker. Booker, yeah, Booker's now. Nah, Booker has KD. No, it's not gonna win it. He's not gonna win it. He's not gonna win it. He's not gonna win it. They, they're they're all they're automatically. This is like this is like Anthony Davis Booker. is LeBron James. LeBron James said it's his team now. He's deferring. He's deferring, ladies. And gentlemen. Kevin Durant says it's Booker's team. That'll matter. Kevin Durant. Why? Team. What's the difference? It's Kevin Durant's team. This is Kevin Durant's team. Why isn't it LeBron's team? <laughs> because it's Anthony Davis' team now. Because he's going to play 82 games. You know, LeBron lies a lot, right? The, the difference is Anthony Davis has LeBron James, but Devin Booker has Kevin Durant and Bradley Brill. What are we wow. talking about? One, Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant got to stay healthy for long enough to make a difference. That's the same thing with Booker. Booker's typically pretty healthy, I feel. He gets hurt late in the season. Does he? Yeah. He's deal- he deals with injury. He plays through it, but he deals well, with injuries. Well, okay, but he plays through it as long as he plays. Booker ain't winning. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Devin Booker was hurt a lot last year. I didn't realize that. He yeah, many games. I told you that he missed so many games last year. Why? Why you like always look up stuff? I'm telling you the truth. My memory sucks, dude. My memory is awful. Here. I speak the truth here, ladies and gentlemen. My memory is terrible. Why did Booker miss so many games last year? <laughs> How did that happen? I got Everybody on this damn this damn freaking uh team gets hurt. Chris Paul got was, hurt. Aiden got hurt. Well, he says, can we start to the Lucas slander about him making his teammates better and being a defensive liability? Uh, I don't want to say it's slander, but I've been on Lucas playing way too much like Harden, and this is not a reliable way to win games that you need to win. 
and it, it's not quite as bad as Harden. They them beating the the Suns and then making the conference finals. Granted, they got destroyed by the Warriors, but like that bought Luca a lot of goodwill. The last season, kind of indictment on Luca. They should have been better last season. They should have been make better. Should have made the play in. Like should have made the play in. One hundred percent should have made the play in. There's expectations on them this season because everyone's expecting more out of Luca. Kyrie's like, oh, now you've been here a year. The players around them, I don't fully love their team, but they did get better with the the depth moves that they made. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I I've said it with Luca though. His play style, it's very much James Harden play style. And the James Harden play style gets you as far as it's going to get you. It gets you to the conference finals. It got James Harden to the conference finals. Then get you farther than that. And there's very real just pitfalls to it. And yeah, defensively, he's awful. He's awful defensively. This is true. This is true. I mean... Yeah, James Harden is not going to be the the most uh, reliable player, but we kind of tell the teams that are kind of going to be in the in the mix for this trade, which it's going to be interesting where wherever he lands and how the that Mavericks impacts. Should go get him. The Mavericks should go get Harden. Trade Kyrie. Just play. Just no, not for Kyrie. Play, trade everybody else. Trade all these other players. Play. Just play three guys on the court. And then whoever else you got, what, what, who do the Mavericks have? They have Tim Hardaway Jr. They can trade him. Uh, hold on. That was Mavericks. I do have to look this up. I don't know. I do like some of the, the Mavericks young players, by the way. Uh, Hardy and Green. I do like those guys. Um, Josh Green's a guy I traded for in, uh, in 2K. He's good. Um, oh, yeah. Luca Kyrie. Trade Tim Hardaway Jr. That's their small forward. They got Grant Williams. Like, defensively, this team. Uh, Dwight Powell, trade trade Hardaway, Dwight Powell, and one of Hardy and Green in draft compensation for James Harden, and then just play uh, three three man rotation. Your turn, my turn, your turn. Yeah, that worked out well for the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets were cooking teams uh, when everybody was on the court together. Um, yeah, they couldn't so, stay on the court together. They were cooking teams when everybody was healthy, though. Kyrie so I, and Harden love each other, right? They they love they play great yeah, they're, together. They're, they're the best of friends. Yeah. So I see people, someone in the chat saying Tatum has Brown, Holiday, Pazingas. Man, I, I'm making a comparison to Kobe Bryant in 2008. He had Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom. He had players too, but Tatum averaged 30 points per game, nine rebounds, five assists on 47 percent from the field. The key difference between Tatum last year and every other year he's had great numbers and what I'm saying with this year was going to give him the MVP is Boston has never finished first. I just looked it up. Boston's never finished first while Tatum's been on the team. If they finish first in the East, I feel like Tatum's the favorite. says Kyrie, Luka, Harden on the same team is atrocious. That sounds like freaking an invitation for hell poor jason kidd i want to see it though i think it'd be hilarious i'm about the chaos baby i don't care what actually makes basketball sense these ain't my teams i don't give a shit i ain't a mavericks fan i don't care what happens to them how the hell did jason kidd keep his job after last season Eh, because mark cuban loves them well that's fine 
The In the Weeds anonymous GM said, yes, Cleveland will disappoint. <laughs> I like Cleveland this year. I'm high on Cleveland. Maybe it's just that. me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> You've been in Ohio too long, sir. Three seed. Three seed <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. Top three seed. Top three. Okay. I'm we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We shall it. see. I, no, I think I think right now they do have the third best roster on, on the Eastern Conference. Anything else basketball? I did not watch this week's challenge, by the way. We'll do two two episodes uh, next week. I'm going to send this link to our pal, Cher Delaware, because uh, we need to pretty up this show. And it, yes, we have Love is Blind to talk about as well. You got to watch Love is Blind. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do have to. I do have to watch Love is Blind. I've been on the challenge and my uh, 90 day last uh, last resort. Which, which Aswello is is reality TV gold. Aswella. Who's traded first? Cat or Harden? Um Harden. Harden. They're gonna try to stick with Carl Anthony Towns. They're gonna try. I don't know how yeah. it's gonna work, but they're gonna attempt. It's not gonna Carl. work, but they're gonna keep trying. I made, I'm gonna just tell everybody about my 2K teams right now. I traded for Anthony Edwards in 2K. I dealt uh what are you shaking your head for? That's a great trade. For who? Let me hear. For me, because I traded draft picks. I traded Jaden McDaniels, who I signed in the offseason, who I like. He, he's on the Timberwolves now. I like him. I, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who I previously acquired. And then four first-round picks for Anthony Edwards. That's a great trade. The first-round picks, by the way, are in the game this season. This is the Luke Walton, or not Luke Walton, Jesus, uh, Bill Walton, George Gervin draft. I didn't I didn't want Walton or Gervin. I'm like, eh, whatever. I already have a young team. I tra- I drafted Tracy McGrady last season. So I'm a Grady on this team. So my starting lineup is Shea, Giddy, Anthony Edwards, J-Dub, Jalen Williams, Chet. That's my starting five. I got McGrady coming off the bench. I got Nazir Little coming off the bench. He's great. I got Kavon Looney coming off the bench as well and uh and josh green josh green that's my bench this team's beastly anthony edwards is nice in this game i like anthony edwards yeah anthony edwards is is great in the game i'd never play with the the minnesota timberwolves but i do try to rebuild them sometimes when i have 2k one of mark says have you seen ultimatum season two yes can i recall any of it no but i have seen it cannot yeah The last reality uh, show I saw on Netflix was that show Wrestlers. I heard that was good. It was it. good. Yeah. It was actually really good. Yeah. I was actually surprised. Al Snow is like the only likable person, which says a lot. <laughs> Trey Jones says he had a Clippers team with Kawhi, PG, and Capella. In the game, uh, the Mavericks traded for Draymond Green, which was an interesting mm. little deal. Uh, the Warriors traded for Russ, which completely killed me. They had Chris Paul, Russ, and Steph on the same team, which rules. <laughs> like, what? You want a five-point guard setup? What yeah, are you doing? It rules. This is great. Um, Capella. The Mavericks also traded for Capella, which is a deal I think they should make in real life. Like, yes. if, they, if they could. I think that's I think I've made that trade multiple times for the Mavs over the last, like, three or four 2K games. I've I've said they should have gone after Gobert a few years ago. Like I'm not even yeah. a big Gobert fan, but I just think him as a 
pick and roll lob threat would be great for Luca. Now his stock is even lower than it was. The um, only wing that I liked to put it on the Mavericks with Luca was uh, Demar Derozan. Okay. I said they should have gone after Derozan last year too. I just wanted Luca to get so then they ended up with Kyrie, which you know what can you do? Um, yes. I know you're a big Kyrie, Kyrie's family. Sorry. Yes, he's my fan. Yeah. But I still think he should have got traded to the Lakers. But hey, we're better off. We're we're better. Let's say if you had if you traded for Kyrie, we would never would have, have the the roster that we have today. So yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have paid for Austin Reeves. That would have been out the window. He would have been gone. Yeah, yeah, they would have they would have killed their depth. Now yeah. you, that's a strength of the team. So exactly. Then the Hawks trade. Yeah, trade him to Utah. I like John Collins. I'm kind of high on Utah, honestly. Like Utah. You think Utah is going to be in the play-in? They were almost there last year before they, they realized were? they needed to tank. Yeah, yeah. They, before they decided to tank, they were in it. The West is crazy. The West is – it's gonna, a lot's just going to come down to health, honestly. Some of these teams are not going to be healthy, and it's going to show, and they're going to run on the steam throughout the regular season. Yeah. Share Delaware is here. Hello, Share Delaware. All right, let's talk about Love is Blind. I've not watched the challenge this week because <laughs> – <laughs> dare you are you fully caught up yes okay okay i hate everyone on this show yeah <laughs> these are terrible people <laughs> so i was actually thinking about it We've got eight episodes out now eight yeah uh seven this last this is last batch was only three yeah yes. okay so seven episodes out now. Um, this is the first time that they've only had three couples in the engagement thing afterwards. Yeah. Yes. So there are more couples than that, but I guess the other ones weren't um, annoying enough that they didn't, they didn't send them there. But um, I kind of thought that the big country guy that was like, do you like fishing to every single person that... <laughs> Like, that was the first question. They're like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, do you like fishing? <laughs> like, buddy, you can have your own hobbies. <laughs> but I kind of thought he would be there. Because they put, like, they gave him so much camera time at the beginning. And I really was like, oh, this guy's he's going to end up there. No, instead we get... <sighs> Uchi and Lydia have, like, the biggest storyline and they're not there. Yeah. Like, so for anyone that hasn't watched Love is Blind before, you, it's, you don't see the people. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> you're literally sitting in a room for hours talking to people through a freaking wall. Like, playing games and eating snacks and why everybody always wants to be on the floor. I don't understand. I am staying on the couch. Why are you sitting in the floor? Like, <laughs> they clearly oh, the, don't the have wife. children. The wife said this as well. I was like, why are they getting so dressed up? You can't see it. I'd be there in just like a t-shirt and sweatpants. Yeah. Like, they can't too. see. <laughs> like, and when they're like, what are you wearing? We've been doing this for years. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just came in here in lingerie and heels. Like, come on. Why are you dressed up? Well, and like Johnny, every time she'd go in, she'd immediately take her shoes off. I'm like, why are you wearing these big, tall wedges? And you're going to take them off as soon as you get in there every time. But um, the whole point of the show, they do it in different cities. 
So everybody always lives in the same city. And the whole point of the show is supposed to be, you know, that you don't know these people. And I was reading an article about it yesterday. So I have more uh, insight on the Lydia and Uche thing now. Um, the producers did not know that they knew each other. It was, oh, okay. it was not a setup thing. They asked people like past people that they've dated and stuff. And because they had already like applied to be on the show, they didn't have each other mentioned when they did it. Cause they started right. dating after and the producers found out the same time as everybody else in the pods. Like, and the reason that they did not share it with, is it Milton? Yeah. Milton and who, Aaliyah. Who's a giant. I did not know that man was like six, seven. That's a very but, tall man. Yeah. Milton and Aaliyah is because the producers told them not to. They were oh, going okay. to kick them out of the experiment. So they were going to be like, you know, this is kind of ruining the whole thing. You can't really be here if you know each other. And they were like, we're not interested in each other. We won't go on dates with each other. We won't tell anybody. And the producers were like, okay, if you don't tell anyone, you can stay. So that was the reason that they didn't share it. And they said that in the conversations that they had where they told Milton and Aaliyah about it, they did tell them that the producers told them not to share the information. But <laughs> it was the most dramatic thing ever. I had a conversation with Jeremy and his wife each separately about this. It was, everybody's crying. They're all yes. crying. And I'm like, yes. why is everybody crying right now? Like... <laughs> When I first started watching Uche tell um, Aaliyah about it at the end of episode four, I believe it was, when he first started sharing it, I was like, did I miss something? Like, did he tell her that he doesn't want to be with her? He wants to be with Lydia? Like, what's going on here? Did I miss something? No. He's just telling her that he dated her for like two months. And girl is leaving the room. She's yeah. crying so hard. And I'm like- Aaliyah Aaliyah's reaction when she started breaking down, the wife was like, what is she so upset about? Like, why is she crying so much over this? She just told you. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Like, no. they, when Now, when Lydia's going off and saying all these things to Aaliyah and Aaliyah, that was much. Yes. That was a little much because Aaliyah's just like, I don't want to know any of this because it definitely sounded like Lydia was still obsessed with this man. Yes. So... Earlier in the episodes, we had seen Lydia getting in Aaliyah's ear when Uche was upset that Aaliyah had cheated on somebody like two years prior. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see being upset about that. I don't think that he was as mean as they were all acting like he was, but we also only saw part of it. So like, okay, but she's like dying over this girl does not have the emotional intelligence to be on this show that i mean that's just she she's not there because she's crying about everything so she's in there sobbing because he was like how would i trust you if you've cheated on someone and she said she stayed with the person after she cheated on them too and yeah so like that was and she never told him yeah so that was like a whole lot of issues going on here <laughs> and Lydia is in her ear being like, he doesn't deserve you. You and I are so alike and going on and on. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, I mean, this is, this is kind of rubbing me the wrong way that she's just continuously being like, 
no, I, I think that you should just not talk to him anymore. So then when we find out that she used to date Uche and was in love with him, I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense now. So then Aaliyah's trying to talk to her. And she's telling Aaliyah about the last time that they slept together. And I'm like, this is this is not correct. <laughs> this is not what anyone wants to hear. <laughs> like, it's it's too much. It's just too much. I mean, I... I live in a really small town, so, like, everybody dated everybody's ex-boyfriends. There's no girl code when there's only 12 boys to choose from. So, like, it's just the way that it is. And I, pretty much the only people that are off limits is if you have a child with somebody. So that's, that's just basically where we draw the line. And two of my best friends in high school, who I still have a group chat with now, they both would, like, date the same guys, like, a year apart. And it was always just a, like we're not going to share this information type of thing. And we were teenagers then. So how are these 30 year old women? And she's like a freaking like geologist or something. It's not like she's stupid. Like she's an intelligent person. And I'm like, Oh my God. It was just, it was too much. The the wife points this out. Uh, is in love with everyone who says good morning to her. Uche ain't special. Yes. Yes. Lydia was immediately following or falling for Izzy, and then Izzy had to break that off, and she was like devastated. Like it's been two days. Girl is fine. Is all right. Uh, but yeah, she was falling. She falls very quickly, and then she fell for Milton. She probably did more with Uche, although it seemed like it was a, a bit. With Uche. I don't know if Cher's still there, if she just turned the camera off or what. Um, I think she got a call. Okay. No, yeah. I was turning off my Wi Fi. Oh, um, um, but yeah, no. like Lydia is just in love with anyone yes. who. Yes, anyone that shows her attention. Her. And she's what, 30? I think she said she was 30 or 31, getting ready to be 31, maybe. Yeah, I think she's 30. Yeah. But she's definitely like, she's so desperate for somebody to want her. And that makes so much more sense now, too, when we saw how she acted with Izzy to know that Uche was like, yeah, I didn't feel the same way. So I was like, I think we should go our separate ways that she was already in love with him when they got together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and the, what was weird <laughs> when they went in the room and she was like, what's your name? And he's like, Uche. And she's like, oh, Uche. And like names off his first and last name. And like his parents' names and starts naming all this stuff and he doesn't know who she is. He's like, Do I know you? Yeah. And she's like, You don't recognize my voice? You don't know yes. me. <laughs> he does not remember this woman. And she's like naming off the freaking pet he had when he was eight years old. I'm like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. She is just she's the villain of this season. Like, it's it's her. Which surprised me because for a little bit I thought it was gonna be the blonde chick that ended up with Izzy. What's her name? Uh Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. So I liked Stacy. Stacy was just kind of laid back, but they were like pitting her and Johnny against each other to go for Izzy. Izzy had all the ladies. All the he ladies did. wanted he Izzy. Did. And Izzy Johnny broke it off with what's his face? Chris. The white guys look too much alike. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> she broke it off with Chris to get with Izzy because she thought Izzy wanted her. And then Izzy was like, no, 
I don't want you. <laughs> so he went with Stacy. So then she tries to get back together with Chris. Yes. Oh, she tried to, she tried to get back together with Chris. And then Chris, because Chris was being, all right, so I want your thoughts on this because when Johnny was trying to like make her decision of Izzy and Chris, she's like, I know what my life with Chris will look like. It'll be comfortable. Like I see everything with it. It's safe. I don't want to do safe. That's why she wanted to go with Izzy. And she kind of told Chris the same thing, but it was a little bit different of how it was framed. Mm -hmm. But then Izzy came back to Chris like, no, here's what she told me type of thing. And like, I don't think Johnny was not being truthful in what she was saying. She just framed the same comments a different way to both of them. And then Izzy took it of like, no, he was, she was like burying you on no. this. But I don't think she was like burying Chris when she was making those comments. She just framed it one way. So it made Izzy look better of why she didn't want to be with Chris. But then when she wanted to be with Chris, because Izzy said no, she framed it to make Chris look better mm -hmm. than Izzy. It was a she, lot of framing. It was there. a lot. It was a lot of the way that she worded things. And she's yeah. an attorney. So she knows how to, to how to make words sound certain ways. It was a lot of the way that she said things, knowing who her audience was and how yeah. they were going to receive it. I didn't think that she buried him at all. I thought Izzy was shady for saying yeah. that, too. Because, like, you already said you don't want her, and you're trying to get in the middle of this, too. I I did think this is in a different vein, but kind of the same thing. When Uche told, um, was it Milton, that he was like, you don't have to get engaged. Because yeah. he knows how Lydia is, and yes. he knows that Lydia's like, let's get married yesterday. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I did think that that was more him like looking out for him. But Izzy, on the other hand, did not feel that way. I always hate. And I know that the producers prompt them and they're like, you know, how do you feel about so-and-so once they meet them in person, somebody that they broke up with. But uh, Izzy being like, oh, Lydia's so hot. Lydia's what I would normally go for. Lydia, I hate when they say that, like you are engaged to somebody else. You could be like, oh, yeah, I think she's an attractive person. But when they're always like, that's what I normally go for. I'm like, that's just like, a, you're usually not what I want, but I guess you're what I got. Like, no, I hate no. that. Yeah, it's so, it's so stupid, especially when you're out of the pods, you're already engaged with somebody. It's like, okay, just shut up. Just shut up. You don't have to say this at all. She's like, oh, yeah, she's a, she's attractive and everything. Like, yes. that's fine. You can say that. Just like, this is what I would normally go for. You are not my type at all. This is actually my type. It's like, oh, just shut up, dude. It's okay. Yeah. Shut it, up. Yeah. So, sometimes you can just be quiet. And, like, yeah. these people do not get that at all. Speaking of. All right. You're going JP and Taylor. We got to talk about JP. I'm going JP and Taylor. Okay. These fucking people. <laughs> So Taylor is a 25 or 26 year old kindergarten teacher. She's a pretty sweet girl, honestly. Like she's not, she's not my favorite, but she's tolerable on there, especially compared to everybody else. And like, she's fine. Okay. JP was a completely different person once he got out of the pods. Yeah completely different person he sat in there and was so sweet to her 
so nice. And she even said like, that was part of the reason that she fell for him was just because he listened so well and he was so nice to her. They get out. What was so funny was as soon as before they met, when she was like, I had a dream last night that he was going to be blonde and have really white teeth. and da, da, da. I'm like, oh, no, this is not what this man is going to look. Like. Oh, I said I said this to to the wife when we were watching this, like the the talking head segments before they met were so focused on looks. And I'm like, oh, they're this is going to be an issue like yeah. this is going to be an issue because they are talking way too much about looks before the reveal and they're basically setting up of like hey looks are going to be an issue in this relationship so she meets him and it's not that he like he doesn't have bad teeth he just uh, they're not perfect like what she had he's got like a little gap he's got a a little bitty gap like Mm -hmm. barely at all like i have a gap in between my front teeth and i have a freaking permanent retainer behind them to hold them together like i mean i I have permanent retainers all over my mouth like i i mean like i get it there's some things that it it is what it is you know and like that would be a lot of dental work to have done just to close a gap if he didn't even want to have it closed either she said that and she was like she even said like a gap is not that big of a deal, like ta- in her talking head. And she was like, you know, it's it's not a deal. That would be ridiculous for that to be a deal breaker for somebody and everything. And I'm like, okay. <sighs> then they go on their post-engagement trip. Oh, this is rough. I would have walked out on that man <laughs> the second he said that to me. Okay, let's, let, let's set up... Uh before those comments and everything they go the everybody's in mexico as they always do as Cher said there's only three couples because johnny and chris did not end up together so they didn't go so for the first time only three couples we've got lydia and milton and we've got izzy and stacy izzy who also dated lydia stacy really only ever focused on izzy milton really only focused on Lydia. Well, then, then we had Uche and Aaliyah, and Uche was ready to propose, and Aaliyah just left the show. She peaced yeah. out on oh, yeah, the show. Did. We forgot really? about that. Uh, yes. Yeah, he literally goes in there to propose yeah. to Aaliyah, and they were like, uh, she left the experiment. Since <laughs> went home, she went out. Yeah, she went home. And then she called on the phone. They got to talk on the phone, and Aaliyah's just like, I could not deal with Lydia, like the things she was saying, and all this stuff. And Uche, who I think is a little selfish, um, a little bit, yeah. He, yeah, like he only sees like his point of view mm-hmm. on things. He was like, well, what about me? What about like I was about to propose and all this stuff? Like he did not take her thoughts and feelings into consideration no. of why she left at all. And then we'll bring this back around because they actually did meet each other. Yes, uh, at, like, I do think dinner. that Aaliyah was being very dramatic though. Like yes. I, I yeah. think that you're living in close quarters with these people and like it can be stressful, but you but- can literally just like not talk to her. Yes, but here, here's what I, I told the wife as well of like, if she could not handle them like living together and like the, the pod situation and stuff, if they all went to Mexico together and like Lydia oh, is terrible. with Uche and like, uh, like we saw they blew up at the party, like that would have happened at Mexico and Aaliyah would have been there as well. So yeah, it just, it would not have, uh, it wouldn't have worked well. I think Aaliyah was removing herself from that situation yes. just before and um all right so jp and taylor so they go to mexico and everything and they're trying you can tell even their first meeting a little awkward vibes were a little off go to mexico vibes are way off like she's talking 
he's just like listening and giving nothing. He, yeah, he's nothing. not even like responding when yeah. she's talking. And and she even says in one of her talking head things, like she's like, I like to talk, but yeah. I can't just talk for the rest of my life and him not talk back. <laughs> like this is not gonna work. I have to take a take care of a work thing real yes. quickly. Um, but yeah, the, she is giving. She's trying to give everything. He's giving. It's just like yeah, yeah. He's not even asking like you know if she's just asking like hey how are you. He's just like I'm good. Don't even like ask back like how are you type of thing. There is just nothing. He's going giving on. nothing. Yeah, and so they go on like, and she finally brings it up. She's like hey. And they're, of course, around these other couples. Lydia and Milton are all very much in love. They're banging all the time. Uh, Stacy and Izzy are very much in love. They're banging all the time and stuff. And they're like, are you? And there's like, nope, not doing anything. And like, they're when they're all hanging out, they're all very lovey with each other. And these two are just not. They are just not. Um, and so finally she brings it up. She's like, are you giving, like, you're just not giving me anything. He's like, yeah, I'm just like, I'll try to open up. Little awkward, little uncomfortable and everything. Just, I don't know. I'm trying though. Like I'm trying, you got to give me time and whatever, like it'll develop. She's like, oh, okay. But then she brings it up constantly. Like they go on like this big date, big picnic thing. And she's bringing it up then like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about things? Like, are we okay? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And like, so they're finally having this conversation on the bed about all this. And I'm saying before the comments are made, I'm saying like, she's bringing it up too much. And that is making him feel weird about it because She's just not letting it play out. She's not letting it develop. And if she is basically in her own head of like, he's not trying, he's not trying, he's not trying. Well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of he is not trying then instead of just letting him try to try. And he yeah. can't get out of his own head because he knows that she keeps pressing. She keeps wanting all this, but she just won't let it sit for a few days of like, hey, just let me be. I was on his side share i was like you know what i'm kind of on his side with this like she's just gotta back off a little bit and just let things play out and then he makes the makeup comments and i'm like oh this dude so he says the reason that he can't like try and the reason he feels awkward around stuff is because when they first met she had on all of this makeup for the big reveal and everything she had on a lot of makeup fake eyelashes and everything and then, of course, when they go to Mexico and stuff, she doesn't have all that on. So he thought she was being fake. He thought that she was a fake person. Just like a 32-year-old man. Yes. <laughs> he thought she was being fake. It was a fake person. And so now he feels awkward just talking to her. He's like, I love your love you naturally. Like, I think the, the face here is great. Like, the face you presented when we first revealed, I thought I was a fake person. I don't want to be with that person. I are, is this how you're going to be like every time we go out, are you going to put on this makeup? And then she's like, huh? What? <laughs> and he's like, most women would love to hear this. Like most women would love, Hey, I, you don't need to do a bunch of makeup and everything. I'm like, Oh buddy, you talk too much. You, you are talking too much. And I tell it's the, the wrong all the time, time like, to start talking. <laughs> yeah. I tell the wife all the time. I'm like, this is what these people got to learn. They got to shut the, shut the up. They just got to shut the, up because he is talking too much and getting himself in trouble with this and he did he did and she is just like wow and so she left she spent the night by herself she did say like hey i appreciate you finally talking to me type of thing she tried to like end it on good terms but yeah we'll talk about how they actually ended because they did end 
But when you heard these makeup comments, shared hello air. Listen, when he said, you felt fake to me, caked up face, fake eyelashes. So they show a clip where she said something about her fake eyelashes and he was said, I can tell. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So he told her that she presented fake that she got uh, that she got caked up makeup all over his jacket, and I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I mean, it was honestly. I saw the clip of it on Twitter before I saw the episode, and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" And everybody's reacting to it, and they're like, "I know this man." of all people, did not just say this to her. And when he, yeah, he really thought that she would have, like, been appreciative of him saying that. Yeah. There are appropriate ways to tell a woman that you prefer her to not wear makeup. There are. Like, you, I mean, that's not it (laughs) at all. (laughs) Like, that's not even close to it. It was so uncomfortable to watch because she's just sitting there like dumbfounded as he's saying this to her. And I'm thinking it's supposed to be like your, it's your engagement. Like you're going in there, you're, you're dressed up, you're in a suit. She's in freaking a nice dress. You're supposed to be dressed up. Like, I don't understand what the issue is here. Like, what? I And I'm thinking, honestly, it didn't even seem like she had that much makeup on. Like, she had the eyelashes. But other than that, it was just, like, foundation. Like, it, she didn't look like a different person. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was a lot. No. And him saying that, I'm like, this is why you're single, honestly. Because... You're looking I, for issues. You're Chandler yes. Bing. Yes. Oh, it's that. Out. And he is completely like, I don't want to want to say he's a Trump supporter or anything, but he is. He is. Okay. He wears flags on everything that he wears. Yes. Everything is America with him. He's wearing like an American wife, American uh, uh, swim trunks and everything. Like everything. One day she was like, what color flag. are your shoes today? And he's like, red, white, and blue. I always wear red, white, and blue. And yeah. She's like, oh america (laughs) yeah he's completely just american dude of like i'm sure he does think that like oh women who wear too much makeup are presenting a fake person that's not who they really are behind their makeup and everything it's like dude you didn't know what she and she kind of made the same point it's like you didn't know what i looked like when we were talking and stuff and you had these conversations with me and you saw me and then you're like wait so fake eyelashes I like, oh, I'm a completely different person. I was being fake this entire time just because I wore fake eyelashes. I don't, I'm, it's so, it's, this man, this man is just stupid. He is so stupid. Well, and contrary to the belief of many men, mostly single men think this, (laughs) women don't typically wear makeup for men. (laughs) Women wear makeup because they want to wear it. Yeah. You know? Like, I used to wear makeup all the time, and I work from home now, and I'm like, 
don't really care. I don't wear makeup very often. Maybe, maybe once a month I put them on. I get eyelash extensions. I don't freaking, I barely have any right now because I haven't had them done since before Chicago. And Reed got up next to my face the other day and was like, your eyelashes look terrible. I'm like, thank you. Get away from me, sir. What? But like, <laughs> my kid throws shade all the time. But like, I get eyelash extensions because that's something that I want to do for myself. I get my hair done because that's something that I want to do for myself. Like, if she feels better wearing makeup, why would you not want her to wear it then? Like, she's not going to be wearing it 24-7. She's not worn it, like, at all the whole time that they've been on this trip. So right. Well, like, well, his argument is, like, well, you don't need it. You're already so beautiful. Like, I love you just like this. Like, okay, good. That's a good thing, by the yeah. way, that you accept her without the makeup and stuff. But, yeah, do not be mad if she wants to go out and wear makeup and everything. Because exactly. He's like, when we go out on dates, when we go to parties and stuff, are you going to wear all this makeup? Like, if she wants to, sure, That's go for it. Prerogative. Doesn't mean anything. Exactly. I, I, it's literally in the same vein as men who tell women what they can wear. Like, yeah. it is the same thing. And like, I have had men tell me before, like, you know, like, oh, you don't need to wear makeup, and I'm like, I'm aware. <laughs> like that doesn't mean that I don't want to, you know. Like I, I don't wear makeup very often, but if I decide that I want to wear, then then I'm going to put it on. Like I, I mean, that's sometimes when I'm on wrestling trips, I'll go out and I'll have makeup on, and sometimes I don't. Like it's just it depends on my mood. So she knows that she doesn't have to wear makeup. Like and also she's young. Like. She's 25, 26. I always joke that, like, I lived a whole life by then because I'd already been married and divorced and had two kids. But most people that age are not that way. She's only been out of college for a few years. She's a kindergarten teacher. Like, she is young. And a lot of times with younger women, they do have that ingrained in their head that they need to wear makeup. So telling her that she has a caked up face and she looks fake is not doing her any favors. You're not helping her out. Like, you're making her self-conscious by saying that. And I'm just thinking, like, who raised this man? Because, oh, my God, it's so offensive to say that to somebody that you're supposed to love. Like, <laughs> I I tell my wife all the time, like, you don't naturally beautiful don't need she doesn't need to wear makeup all the time if she wants to wear makeup when we go out or for whatever reason fine that is exactly it, that is what she wants to do i completely support her she still looks beautiful if she doesn't want to wear makeup at all i'm completely fine with that as well exactly. just be supportive of whatever their decision is exactly. it doesn't yes. feel that difficult it's <laughs> it does not, not feel it's that difficult really not affecting you if yeah. he finds her so unattractive with makeup on, that's a him issue. That's not yes. on her. Because mm -hmm. like I said, she barely even looked different. Like no, not at all. Not at all. The and then so they separate for the night. She sleeps somewhere else. They meet for whatever in the morning to just talk. And he is like trying to apologize, trying to be like, well, I think we can move past this. Let's do this. I respect that she's like, you know what? Like, I ain't even trying to, no. like, see this through. Like, you suck. I don't think this is going to work at all. Here's your ring. Goodbye. And he looked like, huh? Because he definitely felt like, oh, it's shocked. okay. 
yeah, he he definitely thought like we're gonna move past this. We're gonna try to work this out. We're in Mexico. This is our honeymoon. Like it's it's gonna be fine. And I respect that she's like, you know what? Nope. I I don't think we can move past this. I don't think we can move past the awkwardness. I can't move past what you said. She was very mature about this. And she was very mature when he was saying all this stuff, just like yes, sitting there, she listening. Was. She ended the night. She was like, you know, I appreciate that you finally talked to me. Like, I didn't like what you had to say, but like, thanks for at least <laughs> telling me these things. And yeah. then but, like, she was very mature. She responded and I was... better than I would have. Yeah. <laughs> and... like, Fuck you, buddy. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, guy. Yeah. Well, and... I talked to Mrs. Jeremy about this and like we both said, I was proud of her for leaving him because at no point for the rest of my life would I ever have been able to wear makeup and not think about yes. what he had said. To she me. said the same thing. Yeah. Like she's always going to remember that anytime she puts on makeup of like, Oh, the first time he saw me like this, he didn't like me. He thought I was fake. And, and she's probably still going to feel that way, even not being with him. Like, at, at least for a period of time, still think about And like, okay, she's a teacher. Most teachers are going to wear some makeup to school. So she's wearing some sort of makeup every day anyways, going to school. And I, I like, I just felt really bad for her because there was, like I said, there was a way that he could have said that, and that was not it. That he just was... said nothing. That's what he could have done. And then nothing. him acting shocked. Yeah. That was the part that got me, that he's like, I cannot believe that she's she's just throwing it all away just because I said she wears caked up makeup. Like, what? So we have gone from three couples engaged in Mexico to... <laughs> two couples so we only have two couples now getting engaged and they seem fine they seem stable but let's fast forward to the party uh the the final episode of this batch the party where uh everyone's basically everyone's there jp and taylor by the way uh just not on the show anymore they had that and then it's like yeah don't follow us around anymore we're done don't even bother with us but they they go to this party johnny's there johnny and chris do end up together um they, they apparently met each other at the airport. Mm. It's like, oh, I love you. And everything seems fine. But at this party, we got. I want to know, know how they met each other at the airport. If they'd never met each other before. Were they yeah. just like, Johnny? Yeah. Like, they heard the voice. No, the voice. no. They were like, the, voice. The, the loveless blind people were like, y'all sit together. Y'all y'all just came up the <laughs> show. It, yeah. And they're like, they're like, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> So Johnny and Chris are there, Izzy and Stacy, Lydia and, and Milton, and then Uche shows up. Uche had met Aaliyah at like a diner, whatever. They finally met, and Aaliyah's like, I still love you. Like, I think we can make this work. Let's try to do this. And Uche was like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we can do this. Like, so get another couple that maybe they could have gotten together and done. Cause we saw it last season with the, the two that they got together afterwards and we're like, Blist. okay, well we got four weeks to get married still. Blist they decided no. Yeah. And Chris and Johnny, by the way, were probably smart about it. Like, Hey, let's not, let's, let's not let this show dictate our, when we get married, let's just like date maybe a little and then see how it yeah. goes. But we're at this party. So we have two confrontations. We have, Izzy and Johnny talking and Izzy just basically being like, you're fake. You, you are a piece of shit. Like you lied to everybody. Everyone here doesn't like you. You're the fakest person around. 
And then Johnny goes crying to, to Chris of like, he said all this and Izzy goes to Stacy and is like trying to like high five and shit. Like he just scored the game winning basket. Like I told her she was fake. I told her no one likes her. Like, yeah, what's up? And Stacy's like, are we doing this? Like, that's what we're doing right now. Going to your fiance about a girl that you were serious about like it yeah. was between those two to be like yeah bro guess what i did <laughs> what <laughs> what is wrong with these people and it doesn't seem like a lot of people like johnny uh and i think a lot of people don't like her because she said the stuff to izzy and then izzy said no and then she went to chris and again said pretty much the same stuff but like we talked about the framing was a little bit different but they probably don't have johnny's side on it they just have stacy and izzy's side yeah. that's it like so that's where we're going with everything yeah. um so johnny's devastated on that it looks like we're going to get a confrontation between stacy and johnny on the next batch of episodes the big confrontation was lydia and uche as they try to explain what happened and <clears throat> Uche is basically saying, like, you stalked all of people I was friends with on Instagram. You came by my house, took a picture, and be like, I see you. And Lydia, like, doesn't really refute any of these things. She's just like, does that sound like me? Does that sound like me? I don't even know how to do all of this. Like, I don't know. It does say, like, who sees the stories and everything. Uh, but then she was like, you know, should I tell everybody what you did? And everything. Apparently, he was like sexting with somebody while they were in a relationship. And this got, and she walked away. And again, Uche, I feel like, is just very much doesn't listen to anybody else. Like, he just is only going to hear his side of things and only cares about his perspective. And then he wants to go talk to Milton. And Milton came by and sat down. And even Lydia was like, no, just go away. Let me handle this. But yeah, he he did not make friends too well with Lydia here. They were not able to move past a whole lot here. Um, also, if you recall, Aaliyah asked him if he thought Lydia had followed him onto the show. Yes, yes. And he said he didn't think so. So on Instagram Live the other day, uh, the first, so two days ago, he has changed his tune. And he said that after some looking into it, people have determined that she, in fact, did apply for the show after seeing that he had applied for the show. Which, I'm not going to lie, would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. But... I guess he was following Love is Blind and some of the producers on Instagram once he applied and she saw that and then she applied for the show. That's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, they, yeah, they were saying like she was like checking his emails and everything like it would not surprise me at all. Like because Aaliyah first kind of brought that up of like did she know you were coming on the show? And Uche was like, no, definitely not. Like it, it wasn't like that. But when she mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. That seems like it would check out that she probably stalked yeah. him 
onto well, the show. And knowing then that she's checking his emails and stuff like that, like, absolutely. Then she applies yeah. for it and she manages to get on the show because she is a successful single woman. And I'm like, Ugh. it just, I don't know, this season. These are so many unlikable people. So I don't like people. I've determined I don't like really anyone outside of I think Milton's okay. He's just young and yeah. I don't know if he's ready for this very serious. Oh, that was the other thing. The person that Lydia did end up with, because Lydia's thirty or going on thirty one. Milton is twenty five. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, I think he's twenty four. He's twenty four um, and still in school lives with a roommate in this apartment where all they do is play Pokemon, um, which bless, you know, he's not going out and going crazy with parties and stuff, but yeah. he's just young. He's, he's in young. In the previews, um, his mother asked what a 30 year old wants with a 24 year old. And I'm yeah. thinking the same thing, to be honest, as a 30 year old, like I can't even have a conversation with a 24 year old. So <laughs> I'm like, I would like to know the answer to this as well. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mind Milton. I don't fully mind Stacy. Like she seems okay. She is, she might be a little materialistic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she talks about the, the paper plate stuff of like, so you just serve women. This man having his lost and found that was outrageous. He he showed so here's what happened, SP3. They go and they visit each other's apartments and everything. And he's like, Oh yeah, I got a lost and found drawer with all of these women who may have left like a hair clip or a ring or an earring or something. And he shows his now fiance this his lost and found drawer. And she's like, Do you know who this belongs to? And he's like, Nope. I don't know who any of this stuff belongs to. And it's like, why are you doing this? Why are you showing her? Yes. One, why do you have it? Like, are they yeah, going to come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, why do you have it? But it, <laughs> you showed it. Like. So that was one of the wildest things I've ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> typically, how many people are you sleeping with that you're finding? Like, okay, if I find a freaking tie the next day after I sleep with somebody, I'm like, oh, that's his tie. Yes. Like, it's not, deduction is not that difficult in this situation. So, like, I'm assuming these are one-night stands. So you think you're going to forget this person and hook up with them again? And they're going to be like, oh, that fucking hair clip I've been looking for for that's two years. my hair clip. That's what I'm thinking as well. It's like, does every new woman, because he, when she asks, when Stacey asks, like, do you know who this belongs to? He's like, no, no idea. It's like, so you just don't even remember their name? So, like, does he bring back a new woman? And one, he would have to forget that he slept with him in the first place. And two, does he show them like, he wants, hey, have you he been here before? Want to check this lost and found drawer? Did you leave something here potentially last time that I don't remember when we slept together? He like, walks him into his place and is like, hey, I would like for you to check out my lost and found drawer. Um, <laughs> is that hair clip yours? Right. Like, what? I mean, okay. I know athletes. He's not that. But they sometimes don't even get a name when they sleep with somebody like they're, they're here for a good time. Not a long time. Okay. Yeah. Defeats the purpose of a lost and found drawer because they don't give a shit. Like, all right. I don't even know your name. You're not 
we're not going to hook up again. So, like, I'm going to throw your $3 hair clip from Walmart away. <laughs> Why are we, like, that's just a braggadocious thing that's, at that point. Yes, that's yeah. what the wife said, is she was like, he just showed her all of this and keeps all of this to brag about yes. it. Because otherwise, there's no purpose in, in having any of this. Because Stacey was like, why didn't you, like, throw this stuff away? What are you going to do with this hairband or this earring? Like, what what are you doing with any of this because she said like you know she had pictures i guess of exes or whatever and she tossed them i don't know if she actually tossed them or if she just like put them in a box or whatever um but either way they're not displayed yes they're (laughs) not displayed and she's not like hey want to check out all these pictures of my ex-boyfriend and things like that like i got a scrapbook you want to look at it yeah yeah it's like what are we doing? But yeah, the wife was like, he is just trying to be braggadocious on this. Like, well, yeah, and she was basically. already concerned because everybody had already told her, like, he's a player. He was in those pods playing all yeah. three, you know, like he told Johnny that he had a deeper connection with her and that the stuff with Stacy, like her, his, him and Stacy didn't get deep on anything. Everything was just a surface level. And that's why Johnny thought he was going to go with her. And she broke up with Chris, and then he's like, no. Like, I'm going to go with Stacy instead. Okay, whatever. But then she's already concerned about you being a player, and you take her there and show her all the, like, and they even said, I remember at one point in the women's, they were like, have you asked them, like, how many people they've slept with? And the women were like, no. Like, as long as they're clean, I don't care. Like, I don't need to know that. Like, that's a past thing. When I was younger, that would have been something that I was concerned about because typically like younger women, especially I'm not going to speak for men, but younger women, especially are really concerned with like how many partners you've had. I don't care now. Like we're in our thirties. So I'm like, okay, like whatever. I don't care, but I also don't want to hear about them. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't need to know that she left her hair clip here after you freaking banged her up against the door. Like, I don't I don't need to know this. Why are you keeping... I'm not using her hair clip. And right. if I'm moving in with you, the hair clip's leaving. We ain't both gonna live here. Like, it's so weird to me. When he did that, I'm like, this may be the stupidest thing I've ever seen a man do in my life. Like... He- he is very very dumb and <laughs> like because when they were when they were in mexico and he talked to lydia and again lydia was the first person he kind of had to let down because she was attached lydia had clearly moved on she's with milton she's engaged everything's fine yes and he's like talking about his decision he just kept talking and like over explaining everything and lydia's just like okay dude cool you're with her now like why do you need to like full why do you need to give me a dissertation of like where you were at and everything like can we just not just be like hey hey you know like i just didn't have that kind of connection with you i had this guy okay cool i clearly maybe i fell too hard too fast i've moved on you've moved on we are good it's a two second conversation this man talked for about 20 minutes of why he did all of this and she looked bored out of her mind and i think it was the same thing with johnny is just like he wants to make himself look good. And that's the whole thing with the loss and found like, Oh, I want to make myself look good. Look at all these women I've slept with. Oh, I need to justify my decision. Oh, you have wronged me in this way, even though you didn't really wrong me. And now I'm going to make you look bad. So I look better. 
And mm-hmm. that's why he goes to his wife or his, his uh, fiance is like looking for high five validation of like, yeah, I talked down to this woman. Like, high five, bro. Like, what are we doing? This guy sucks. This guy sucks. Well, and truly, like, Stacy never even said anything negative about Johnny that they showed when they were all still in the yeah. pods. Yeah. Like, she would say stuff about, you know, like how she hoped that he chose her. Now, Johnny did say negative stuff about Stacy, and they would be like, oh, don't worry, they'll break up in two weeks. Oh, don't like all the other girls trying to reassure her too were like talking shit about Stacy. Yeah. But Stacy was never that they showed mean to Johnny. So for him to go up to her and think that she's going to be like, oh, I'm so proud of you for hurting her feelings. Like, why are you even still concerned with this is right. really the bigger issue. Like, are you going to throw her in your freaking lost and found drawer too? Like, I mean, what are we doing here? I, I just, the lost and found drawer, if I ever in my life went to man, woman, anybody went into their place and they not only had one, but thought that they needed to show it to me. Like, you could have just kept that to yourself. Yes. You could have well, been quiet. He, he is like, why am I going to clean up? Why am I going to throw these things out? Like, we're supposed to know everything about each other. Like, I, I'm being real with you. He's trying to justify this of, like, I didn't do this because you're going to see every part of me. It's like, dude, you got to sometimes there's, save yourself. There's some parts of you that nobody should see, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's that That's one. the part. Like... It's just very strange to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't understand. And like, I have some friends that I really wanted to text afterwards and be like, do you have a lost and found drawer <laughs> of items from women that you have slept with? Because I'm concerned that you might. <laughs> like, It's just, it's a hair clip, throw it away. Nobody's like, damn that hair tie that I lost in October of 2022. I really wish I had it back. Like you never know. It's okay. (laughs) Throw it away. And the fact that you don't even know who they belong to. So it's not even like, you know, these people's names is you don't know their names. They probably don't know your name. So I'm sure that they're not like, I gotta go find Izzy. (laughs) I gotta go get my damn hair clip back. What is wrong with these people? Oh my yes. god. All of these people suck. All of them suck. So we'll be back next week to talk more Love is Blind as they release the, the latest batch. We only have two weddings. Two weddings. That's it. We'll see what else happens, but only two weddings right now. We'll have challenge recap. I did not watch the latest episode, but I will I'll be caught up by next week. Um anything else? Your One Tree Hill season rankings is out. Everyone can go check out that video that came out on Sunday. Uh, in case great. anybody missed it here on Fife Overbooked, go check that out. There was nothing uh, going on this weekend, so no, yeah, it wasn't, anybody would nothing it. at all. Wasn't nothing like at was all. A whole bunch of shows or anything. Yeah. Panther A Shock, that House of Villains looks really good. Okay, I I've not seen this, but I want to watch this. Like, I yeah, wanna... what is it? Johnny, it's got Johnny Bananas, New York, Tiffany Pollard. I'm oh. in right then. I'm oh, in on Amorosa. Oh. Amorosa. <laughs> okay, Johnny Fairplay. Oh yeah, 
I need to uh, see all of them put in put bananas in his place. For for me as a 90 Day Fiance fan, they have one of the greatest villains in 90 Day history, Anna Visa. If you oh, know Anna, she, okay, yes, all right. yes, yeah. Let me up and get my dog. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Oh my god, I I am here. I'm sold on it. Shake from Love Is Blind. Oh, oh god. okay, okay. When is when does this come out? I I think this week or next week. All right, hold on. Let me. Rosa, um, New York. October twelfth. October twelfth. So next. They've year. got Jax from Vanderpump Rules. Tanisha. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Tanisha from Bad Girls Club. Yeah. The one that had the pots and pans. If I ain't gonna sleep, nobody else is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shake. Yeah, shake. Okay. Um. Oh, Kareen. Um, it says it premieres on the twelfth. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thursday. That's a Thursday. Sweet. That's the oh. the. I think wait, isn't this week uh, the ch- no the challenge comes back to the end of October because that's when this season will end. All right, USA. yeah, I'm 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 in on this. Well, uh, I know my lovely life is watching. We're we're watching this. It we have says this. Carol Baskin, Abby Lee Miller from Dance Moms, Spencer Pratt from The Hills. Uh, ben Robinson from Below Deck and Danielle Staub from Real Housewives of New Jersey will all also be on the show oh, making boy. guest appearances. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's this awesome. is going to be just awesome. I can't wait. T- Tiffany Pollard is back on a reality television. Yeah, New York, show. New York oh, and Omarosa <laughs> being back like that's Amazing. Those are big gets right there. New York is one of the all time great trash reality She stars. is. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. All right, so we're watching this. FY Island starts up again pretty soon, too. So we're going to have to watch that. So good. Trash Reality is back, baby. Trash Reality is back. So that's a perfect cue. Can I get two 90 90 seconds in 90 days? You you denied me last week. You denied me last week. I didn't even. You know what, SB3? You know what? You were were on good behavior this week. So I will give you three minutes. Three minutes. Oh, thank you. There's so much to discuss here. Are you ready? Yes. Go. All right. So uh, Kalani and Oswello, uh, they had a much better week this past week. They had uh, like all the couples around like a pool and they were all getting drunk and it was mad cold. And they made the guys get like take their uh, robes off and go play volleyball in the pool. I was like, man, these producers are awful. So then they started like <laughs> talking all the couples around like the pool and Oswello and Kalani started getting drunk. And like I've established in all these 90 seconds of 90 days, they are not in a good place in their marriage but they were actually flirting with one another and Asuela got so drunk he started giving Kalani a lap dance in front of everybody and a literal lap dance ladies and gentlemen he took off three pairs of towels and all I saw was his ass with Roman Reigns tattoo on it yes he's Samoan he basically his ass has the Roman Reigns uh, I thought you meant Roman Reigns face on his ass no 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 he has he has the Roman Reigns tattoo the tattoo that Roman Reigns got tattoo that Hanari got on his face he got it on his ass that's all you saw on screen he started dancing he's only got the towel on his slong at this point dancing on Kamani then he starts (laughs) dancing on a table that has fire on it so literally he almost uh, like like burned off his tip or the towel. Either or, one of them was gonna get burned because dude was dancing. It was the yeah tribal cheeks. You got it, Trey. That's it. <laughs> tribal, tribal cheeks. Tribal, right tribal cheeks. Uh, right that's there. Good. 
great stuff. Uh, uh, meanwhile, you got uh, Molly, who is from uh, Georgia. Her and Kelly are just in a bad place. Like, Kelly walked out. They were having Kama Sutra training, which Ed was ridiculous. Him and Liz were just humping each other. So all you heard was Ed like, ah, 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 ah. The whole time during the Kama Sutra training, Kelly like walked out because Molly said that she was not in love with him and uh, they don't love each other. So it's like, why the hell are you even there? So he was annoyed that she was even at the party. He like walked out on the whole party. He's been getting more loving from Hasuela than he has been getting from Molly. Hasuela brought his 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 robe to the to the party around the pool. Not even his wifey did that. That's the disrespectful things going on. Uh, meanwhile, you got, you got, uh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? That's always yelling. Michael, 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 Angela. Uh, Angela. Yes. Angela. She's actually, uh, growing more affectionate towards Michael because they did the Kama Sutra training and she had a blow up doll with a fake dick. While Michael had a big, uh, big like sofa thing, and he was looking into her eyes as he's doing all of this, and like they, they, she said she felt a connection, a connection that she had never felt before. So they're in a good place. Aswella and Kalani got drunk, and they were rubbing against each other. They're in a good place. Thank you for this recap, SV3. <laughs> <laughs> tribal cheeks is amazing i don't need you doing this michael like whatever that was that's what michael was doing michael he's like michael look at my eyes michael <laughs> all right everybody we'll be back next week uh we'll catch up on the challenge nba season preview coming up pretty soon training camps open uh season preview probably in two weeks i would i would think um and then we'll do a fantasy fantasy draft uh, as well. I think the league kind of just rolled over. So if you were in the league last year, you might have gotten an email that the league has rolled over. So I'll institute all of that. Cher Delaware, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, watch the new episodes of Love is Blind so you can have opinions next week when we talk about it again. And um, I don't know, the challenge. <laughs> yes. And, and watch our One Tree Hill season ranking. And yes. we need Cher in the in the fantasy league. She won't know anything, but it will get her more Take familiar. Steph. It, yeah, Steph Curry. It, 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 it's a step in the right direction where yeah. she get more familiar. Yeah, there we go. I mean, that one year we did uh the March Madness for Fightful, and I um hadn't watched any basketball and we were on like way into it and i was leading by like twice as much as what everybody else had and everybody was so pissed because i'm like that team sounds good when i was picking <laughs> like, everybody else was busted after like <laughs> third game <laughs> like, yeah um oh and also uh congratulations to our favorite challenger one of them weston bergman on his beautiful baby yes so. yes Yes, Weston Bergman, congratulations. Also, if you have a little extra and you want to support the challenge, Nelson needs uh, help. Yes, yes. Oh, that one. After the accident. So, yeah, that one's heartbreaking. If you can support Nelson, please do. Because Nelly T just seems like like he's dumb on the show, but genuinely nice guy. Generally a nice guy. He probably, probably the most unselfish move in challenge history is when he threw himself into elimination for Corey. The comeback Mm -hmm. story is going to be great. Hopefully he gets his comeback story. SP3, you want to plug anything? 
Twitter machine or X machine at True Hill SP3. Right now, you can go over to True Hill Heat YouTube channel because my No Mercy review is up right now. It's running, so you could go check that out, get my recap, and hear my ratings as I had one of the highest rated WWE matches of the year was on that show. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Bunch of stuff on Five Full Overbook. Go check out the interview we did with, with uh, Santana, myself, and Joel Pearl. Really good stuff. Thank really you. good stuff. Thank you. It was, it was cool to talk to him. Uh, really good dude. So we got we apparently broke news or got news stories out of that. I don't know. Never want to do that again. Harlem <laughs> makes good dudes. Harlem makes good dudes. Mike Santana represent. <laughs> we we'll back next week, everybody. Bye, everyone.